and carried her with him to an inn where he intended to stay the night. Now the innkeeper had three daughters, who on seeing the goose were curious to know what wonderful kind of a bird it could be, and longed to have one of its golden feathers. The eldest daughter thought to herself, Surely a chance will come for me to pull out one of those feathers. And so, when the simpleton had gone out, she caught the goose by the wing, but there her hands stuck fast. Shortly afterwards the second daughter came, as she too was longing for a golden feather. She had hardly touched her sister, however, when she also stuck fast. And lastly came the third daughter with the same object. At this the others cried out, Keep off! For goodness sake, keep off! But she, not understanding why they told her to keep away, thought to herself, If they go to the goose, why shouldn't I? She sprang forward, but as she touched her sister, she too stuck fast, and pull as she might, she couldn't get away, and thus they had all to pass the night beside the goose. The next morning the simpleton took the goose under his arm and went on his way, without troubling himself at all about the three girls who were hanging to the bird. There they went, always running behind him, now to the right, now to the left, whichever way he chose to go. In the middle of the fields they met the parson, and when he saw the procession, he called out, Shame on you, you naughty girls! Why do you run after a young fellow in this way? Come, leave, go! With this he caught the youngest by the hand and tried to pull her back, but when he touched her he found he couldn't get away, and he too must needs run behind. Then the sexton came along, and he saw the parson following on the heels of the three girls. They so astonished him that he called out, Hi, sir, parson, whither away so fast? Do you forget that today we have a christening? And ran after him and caught him by the coat, but he too remained sticking fast. As the five now ran on, one behind the other, the two labourers who were returning from the field with their tools came along. The parson called out to them and begged that they would set him and the sexton free. No sooner had they touched the sexton than they too had to hang on, and now there were seven running after the simpleton and the goose. In this way they came to a city where a king reigned, who had an only daughter who was so serious that no one could make her laugh. Therefore he had announced that whoever should make her laugh should have her for his wife. When the simpleton heard this, he went with his goose and his train before the princess, and when she saw the seven people all running behind each other, she began to laugh, and she laughed and laughed till it seemed as though she could never stop. Thereupon the simpleton demanded her for his wife. But the king wasn't so pleased at the thought of such a son-in-law, and he made all kinds of objections. He told the simpleton that he must first bring him a man who could drink off a whole cellar full of wine. At once the simpleton thought of a little grey man who could be sure to help him, so off he went into the wood, and in the place where he had cut down the tree he saw a man sitting who looked most miserable. 
The simpleton asked him what was the cause of his trouble. I have such a thirst, the man answered, and I can't quench it. I can't bear cold water. I have indeed emptied a cask of wine, but what is a drop like that to a thirsty man? In that case, can I help you, said the simpleton. Just come with me and you shall be satisfied. He led him to the king's cellar, and the man at once sat down in front of the great cask and drank and drank, till before a day was over he had drunk the whole cellar full of wine. Then the simpleton demanded his bride again, but the king was angry that a mean fellow everyone called a simpleton should win his daughter, and he made new conditions. Before giving him his daughter to wife, he said that the simpleton must find a man who would eat a whole meal.